0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Knicks give up 141, and that'll do it. The regular season is done. Next up for Tom Thibodeau and the Knickerbockers, first two games of a best of seven against the Cavs in Cleveland, Rick Carlisle and Thibodeau, friends. Manuel quickly another 30-point game, Obi Toppin 34. But the Pacers get to feel good on the final game of their regular season. Doesn't help their lottery odds, but you love their competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, Mike, they showed that in Indiana. They are going nowhere at home,
1: but showed a lot of pride and tenacity, especially this afternoon, coming away with the victory.
2: Happy Easter, everybody! Hope everybody's doing okay. Um, The regular season has concluded uh, with a loss, unfortunately. uh, Knicks lose to the Indiana Pacers, one forty-one to one thirty-six. Before I talk about this game, I will just go and go ahead and say that the most important thing to happen today, by far, as far as I'm concerned, is that Julius Randle showed up to Madison Square Garden without a walking boot. Um, Looking ahead to Cleveland, which is where everybody's minds should be at, and I think it was certainly where (laughs) the Knicks' minds were at today, uh, they need to be at full health. And I'm sure we'll get into some of the reasons why that is over the course of today and certainly over the course of the next week as we prepare for this series. But seeing Julius Randle without the necessity of a walking boot is a great sign. Um, Doesn't mean he's definitely going to be ready for game one. Doesn't mean he's going to playing the series at all, potentially. But considering we are four days away still from his uh, scheduled reevaluation, I think this counts as a really, 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 really good sign. Um, So yeah, most important thing that happened today. I'm not going to say that I don't care at all about the outcome of this game, or I guess how they went about getting the outcome of this game. I care whatever the least amount that you could care above not caring at all. I care that amount, if only because um, you know, it it's not, you know, it doesn't leave the best taste in your mouth to have a, a twenty-nine point turnaround, um, which is what this was at one point, because the Knicks had a 16 point lead in the third quarter and then we're down by 13 at one point in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, it's and you were still playing some of your guys. Um, but I I again I care the absolute minimal amount for a few reasons. Um for one, uh, the Knicks defense, as was the case five days ago against the same Pacer team. And as was, uh, they, they, you know what? I'll say this. They played the Pelicans game not with their regular intensity, but in the second half, especially, they like ramped it up a little bit. But for the most part, ever since they clinched, like we have not seen the Knicks' um, defense as, as, you know, in full force. Uh, that does not mean that we should not be concerned about the next defense going into the playoffs but i i am any concerns i have have nothing to do with uh what transpired today that's for sure um but yeah so a little bit of a sour taste uh they had their guys out there although again in the you know what a late third early fourth quarter um all the respect to Evan Fortier and all the respect to those of you out there who may have been saying very quietly maybe under your breath huh Wonder if Evan Fournier should still be getting minutes on this team. No, not, not not so much. Um, you know, that was uh that was kind of when the Pacers started to turn the game around. Uh, but you know, give them credit. Pacers have I, I got I was thinking about it before. Other than probably the magic of the teams that are not making the postseason this year, of the 10 teams that are definitely going to be in the lottery, I think I'll probably feel best about the Pacers. I think Pacers have a really good thing going. Good young players in the pipeline. Halliburton's, I think he's the real deal. And uh, we'll see where their draft pick ends up. Although today they did not help their their draft pick very much, which was interesting. So um, how to talk about this game, given that I just said, much like the last few games, it it really doesn't matter. Um, Quinn Grimes, uh, five of 10 from three. I think... I'll look up what he's been from deep over his his last like however many games, but he does seem to be going into the postseason with a very, very real rhythm um to his shot. and it's it's gotten to the point where, like I said, he was five of ten, and I remember the misses more than the makes because it is actually it's almost astounding now the way he's shooting it, with how good he's shooting it at the moment when the ball doesn't go in. Um, that's how good Quentin Grimes is 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 shooting at the moment. So he was 5 of 10 from deep today, um, 4 of 9 against New Orleans, 5 of 13 in against the Pacers in the previous game, um, 6 of 11 against the Wizards in the game before that. I mean, you just go back and, and keep going. 3 of 8, 5 of 10, 4 of 9, 5 of 10, 6 of 10. I mean, he... On 10 three-point attempts, he's averaging exactly 10 three-point attempts a game over his final nine games of the season. This is including today, and he is making a a little over 48% of those 10 attempts a game. And again, that is 10 attempts a game, and that is over a nine-game sample size. As I continue to think more and more about this Cleveland series and the importance of um, the Knicks... In some way, shape or form, being able to fire away behind the arc when they get an opportunity to do so and actually having guys that could make those shots. I, I, I think Quinn Grimes, whether he can be the X factor in this series uh, on both ends of the court, I think depends on how. Some other guys, or one guy in particular I'm thinking of, does given the chance, but I have a feeling Quentin Grimes is going to get a lot of minutes in the series, and I think he's going to play a pivotal role in whether the Knicks can can wind up winning it. Um, so I thought that was important today. Um, Obi Toppin, we should mention, 34 points. Um, I don't know, was this the second or third highest total of his career, whatever it is, in 37 minutes? He was five of ten from three, along with seven rebounds and five assists. Nice game from Obi. Um the uh, defense optional format, I think certainly suits Obi Toppin better than it does many players. Uh, it really suits him. And he looked really, really good out there. Just like he looked really, really good at there The last time they played the Pacers who don't have a rim protector or, or any of those sorts of things. I think he has, I think he has secured at this point, I think he's secured his place in the rotation for the postseason. Now I know certain people are going to, you know, wave their hands in all sorts of wild gesticulations uh, upon me saying that secure his place in the rotation. He should be playing 35 minutes a game. He should. They're better with him over Julius Randle. Enough of that. Um, it, it looks great when it's when, when the ball's flowing like this, this is not, I mean, to say this is not playoff basketball is to say like single a baseball is not the major leagues. What happened today? What happened? A few days ago against the Pacers, you know, what happened against the Wizards before that. Um, it's, it's I'm not, again, it's not meaningless. You don't want to say anything's meaningless. But what someone is able to do in these situations, I just, I, I don't know how much weight you could put into it realistically. I think the three-point shooting is real uh, because his form looks great. He's shooting with confidence. That's awesome. I think a couple of the dribble moves that we've seen, that's, I'll put a little bit of weight in that. Um but this Nick team is going to need to bend the Cavs defense somehow. Um, and I talked about it uh, two nights ago, so I'm not going to repeat myself. Like Julius Randle, especially the time he played the Cavs um, back in, uh, what was it? January, I guess. So not the last time, the, the time before that, because he wasn't there the last time they played, of course. Um was absolutely the person that bent the Cavs defense and he did it really well. And they're going to need him to, to do that. Um, I think Obi's still going to play a big role. His minutes are important. Um, he's not going to he can't get taken advantage of on defense. And again, the fact that he's feeling it offensively right now is a, is a good sign. Um, so kudos to him uh, for, for finishing the season strong. But Mitch had a nice game, 19 rebounds, you know, again, against, as a Jackson, but still uh, he looked good. Good to, good to see Mitch finish on a high note. Actually. I mean, I should be making a bigger deal out of that. Um, quickly. Ho hum. Another 30 point game. Uh, didn't shoot particularly well from three today. Only three of 11, but 30 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. And we shrug it off at this point. Like it's nothing because we've gotten used to, um, frankly, greatness from Emmanuel quickly. Um, but I thought he was very good. And then RJ finishes the season. Uh, with a talk about a very a very R.J. Barrett line, eighteen points on sixteen shots, uh, two rebounds, uh, three assists, and three turnovers. Um, he passed it. On one hand, I think he passed it better than the three assists indicate. On another hand, I want to say that it kind of evened out because he th- also threw some pretty poor passes. But again, like you know, how, how seriously was he taking it? How seriously is anybody taking it? The most important thing that I saw from RJ today was um, he shot a three-pointer that went in. And I think it was the last three-pointer he shot. Yeah, it was the last three-pointer he shot because he, was, he started off 0 of 2 and he finished 1 of 3. So for him to just see the ball go in the basket um, from behind the arc, I think is really important. Um, again, I, I went over a lot of this stuff the other night. I'm not going to repeat myself. I think going into the Cleveland series, other than Julius Randle's health, RJ Barrett is the X factor. What? How can he take advantage of them putting um, their weakest or second weakest defender on him? Because they're absolutely going to do that, um, probably whenever he's in the game, um, even even when he's running bench units. Can he take advantage? And specifically, if they play ten feet off of him, which they're going to do, is he going to is he going to shoot those? Is he going to try to use that runway for something better? Um, I don't know. These are these are like I, I have a good again. I, I've just been watching more and more clips and and things from over the last few days, just trying to trying to consume as many possessions from this series as I as I possibly can before we go into it. And I feel like the series. We know what the series is going to be. We know exactly. What Cleveland's going to do to stop New York. We know exactly what New York is going to try to do to stop Cleveland. We kind of have an idea of how a lot of that stuff is going to go. There are pivot points, you know, in terms of point of attack defense for, um, you know, for New York. They're a, bit, a big pivot point is if they're going to be able to get a Okoro off of Brunson at all defensively. I think that's a major pivot point. I want to see how the centers do specifically Mitchell Robinson. I think that's a big pivot point. Um, does Julius continue to play composed and within himself and, and hit some tough shots, but also not force it big responsibility on Julius Randall, the series, my God, uh, which is again, he's not even, we don't even know how healthy he's going to be. So that's, that's a huge question. But other than all of that, if there's one player that I think everybody should have their eyes on going into the series, it's RJ Barrett. He's going to have the opportunity to, to be the difference maker. Um, and, uh, it's, I would have liked to see him finish the season feeling a little bit more confident from behind the arc. Um, it's always, you know, it's, it's it's nice when he can hit threes. Uh, so whatever he hit a three, which is better than zero threes. Um, so we'll, we'll take that. Uh, that's all. I don't have anything else to say about this game. I don't really know that there is much else to be said about this game. Uh, and we will move on to the personal injury report. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. Julius Randle, again, we already went over it. No walking boot. Uh, Mitchell Robinson played today after a rest day. That was nice. RJ Barrett played full minutes load after he had been feeling ill, uh, but again, he played a full minutes load against the Pelicans, so that's nice. And uh, Jalen Brunson, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not worried. Um, even you know, I, I'm glad he sat out the last bunch of games. That's really it. I don't have anything else to say for the Weiss and Roseboom personal injury report. Okay, moment of the game. We're going to do something a little bit different today. I think Andre is Andrew gonna pop up here for this. Shout out to Andrew. He's back. I'm back. Hi. Andrew. Hi, Hi, guys. Andrew. <laughs> Happy Easter. Um, someone's knocking on my, my office door here, my remote location. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Um so we're gonna do moment of the season.
1: Cause I in good I, I cannot for the life of me pick three moments of the game from this game. So it's uh, funny. I gotta start here and give yes. somebody some I want to give everybody some behind the scenes. So this is where I had an out-of-body experience earlier where John texted me during the second quarter. Full disclosure, Nick's on the iPad, Mets on the TV. Um, and you were like, instead, let's do moment of the year, which is like an innocent, fun, good suggestion. Yes. And my brain processes yes. all of these as like, well, should it be a pod? Should it be a column? Like, I'm, I'm so far four overcompl- part podcast. I'm overcomplicating it, and then by the time I got you to be like, well, I guess we should do six. And I just took a step back and was like, you know what? No, maybe just a fun. Let's highlight some moments of the year. <laughs> so, so, here we go, John. Here's our three. of the year is moment the of the year. We're going with
2: candidates. Uh the Julius shot against Miami. Most obvious candidate, and I can't fathom it's it would not win um Emmanuel quickly dancing in the Boston Garden um wasn't a I mean we could pick any one of his shots but I think the dancing was emblematic of his Mm -hmm. of his performance that night and then (laughs) let's do
1: gotta be JB Jalen Brunson to Mitchell Robinson against Denver yeah the Knicks never win that matinee game. They lost a matinee, day, matinee game today. And that was a matinee game that they won. And it was against the number one team in the West. It was a comeback win down the yeah. stretch. That was great And win. it's the loudest. I personally thought I heard Madison Square Garden this year. And it preceded a postgame show. That was when we started talking about moments. And... It was the beginning of us reflecting on what this year has been. So
2: Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, so those three. Let's do those three. Like
1: those it. are the three. Not to, not to say that they're the official three. The moment of the year may not have happened yet. It may happen. In I the hope Cleveland it hasn't series. happened yet. It may happen in I'll say it. A Milwaukee series upcoming. Oh but as far as I'm concerned, these are the unofficial moments of the year. We will, of course, do a reflective pod that recaps the season and the offseason. But these are the three I'm going to put in the chat to vote on. Um, so there you go. I like it. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's so we've got it. a really... Uh, you, you, I know you get emotional when these like these happen. But this first Super Chat comes in at 1.33 Eastern. So it came in during the first quarter. Oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, come on.
2: I do get emotional because it, 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 it is obscene to me that, mm-hmm. that people appreciate us talking about this basketball team to this extent. um mm. hamDM hey Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for starting us off. And thank you for also being a really, really great contributor to the post games all year long with your thoughtful comments, with your very positive comments, even keeled comments. Um, Always give me something good to chew on, and uh, you know a lot. We have a lot of co-MVPs of these post games, but Ham you're, you're definitely one of them, man. Um, hey KFS, sorry I won't be around for the post game. Just wanted to thank you for all the great content this season. I know it's not easy to grow a brand, but you guys do it right. Big shout out to GMAC. Love your brother. I'm beyond excited about the playoffs. Um, I will just say that uh, I, I'm not going to speak for for Andrew because, like, this is kind of why. I it's kind of why I keep Andrew around because he's he cares about such things as growing a brand. That's, <laughs> but he, I, I actually will speak for him. It's this is not why when he called me up four years ago, whatever it was, and was like, "Hey, we should do this next film school thing together." Had, he had no nothing in mind about growing a
1: brand. He was just like, "Are you hiring?" <laughs> <laughs> that that was it. I need to keep busy. I'm going through some stuff, but I'd like to keep my my editing skills sharp, and the rest is kind of history.
2: Yeah, and for me, it was like. I want to give people Nick's content that I think is 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 should be out there, and uh, I just I'm happy people listen and watch. So thank you, Hamdi. I pre really we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the playoffs as well.
1: Hopefully. I am too, and thank you, Hamdi M. Um, I was talking with Sean about this, how the the reason I think this means so much or the feelings and the emotions of this season are surpassing anything from two years ago and for some people from 2013. Think of the other stuff that's happened like the cherry on top would have been Dallas ending up 11th oh, but yeah. like three out of four against Boston, a couple of wins against Philly three out of four against Miami, including the Randall game, like multiple key wins against Western Conference teams yeah. like Across the board, there have been the two Atlanta wins. One that got their coach fired. Like across the resume of this season, the wins have been satisfying. Uh, and like the two wins that we, the, the two like wins we didn't get, or the two losses that were probably the toughest to take going into the postseason. Are probably what the the Chicago game, which was as fluky as possible, the three bucks game. game, the Dallas game. I again, we've spin zoned that. Yeah that was good. Now it might actually help them get the 11th pick. We needed well, them to win as many games as possible, but we'll like, about that. we all have respect for Milwaukee. There's no beef there. So yeah. like going zero and three against them doesn't matter. And then when you go around down the rest of the Western, Conference, the rest of the Eastern conference, we're all kind of fine with yeah. how we've performed as a, how the Knicks have performed as a team against these other teams, you know?
2: Yeah. And I think that's why if you are going into the postseason feeling a little bit like playing with house money, I, I I can I can get behind that to a certain extent because they have shown so much and I I I do I will say this I do think it depends on the how if they lose in the first round um my f- strong feeling will be if they do not beat Cleveland it will be not because they have shot the bed but it will be because Cleveland asserted itself as one of the I mean, I don't, I don't even know, two, two, three, four best teams in basketball, which I, I think, I don't think that that's crazy for, for one, just sitting here and like really diving into them um, as a basketball team. They are good. Uh, but anyway, I digress. All right. Thanks,
1: Hamdi. Again. Appreciate it. I'm going to jump down and leave you with the Super Chats. Wanted to be here for the the Hamdi comment. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for this year. We'll say a lot more at the end, but yeah. a preemptive thank you for this year. Yeah. Ah, uh, GD Nation, what's going on, GD? Thank you for working
2: so hard to make the following in the NBA not just the Knicks so enjoyable. Thank you so much for expanding the team to include so many excellent voices. Perfect, perfect segue because it gives me a shout out, or it gives me an opportunity to shout out all the people that we added this year. And like, I know, I know Benji was with us l- before the season, but for me, the like how much he took on. A bigger role this year. I almost feel like he was an addition this year, but between between Benji, uh, between the Casual Friday crew, um, show with the W uh, Mensa and XJ, uh, APJP Justin, who's been producing on weekends really since for most of the season now. Um, DJ DJ Zulo with his great breakdowns. Um, Chris is obviously continuing to kill it with, uh, with uh, Fordham and and he kind of gives us a kind of gives us a B reporter on the inside. In addition to Fred Katz, shout out to Fred Katz, by the way, um, who's kind of become a regular and Jeremy Goldstein killing it on social. Um, I think I got everybody. If I didn't, Andrew, let me know, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's not just like, you know, a couple of us trying to cobble this together. Um, and as far as uh, working hard to, to, help you guys follow the NBA. I'll just give my one gripe today. I think it is egregious. Egregious. And I understand TV dollars trump everything that the freaking... What is it? ESPN? Yeah. ESPN has on Lakers Jazz instead of Pelicans-Timberwolves. Pelicans-Timberwolves is a playoff game. The winner of that game, in all likelihood, is going to get the eight and two chances to win one and the loser is going to get nine, which is one chance to... They have to win two, obviously, and th- like at the very least, the winner of that game is going to get their with their season on the line. They're going to get a home game, um, so that's a such a big game. And like they're putting the freaking Lakers on ESPN, which is just it just sucks. And uh, I just want to, sh- I just to say that. Meanwhile, I look up and I see the Spurs beating the Mavs thirty nine to twelve. Fuck you, Dallas. Thanks, GD Nation. Robert Cross, of course. It's your boy John. Thanks much to KFS for a great season. Now let's get those 53 wins. hashtag 53 wins. Um, Robert, sitting here right now. Here's the here's the. You want the, you want the silver lining on a loss today? Because I know you're like me. Every loss, no matter how inconsequential, it gets under your skin. This sets them up to get to 53 exactly and feel. And have it be like pretty much the best realistic possibility. And I know as I say that, you're like, "Well, wait a minute, Chris Middleton's hurt. We could beat Milwaukee." Listen, um, if they beat Cleveland and then they get the Bucks and they're and it's two two going into Milwaukee for Game Five. I mean, you want to talk about house money, icing on the cake, whatever your analogy is. I, I it doesn't matter if they lose those last two games by eighty points. Um, that would be that would be the perfect next season. And that would get them to 53 wins. So we'll see what happens. Sam Garcia, what's going on, Sam? Appreciate you, man. Uh, again, talk about adding a lot to these post games and and the the fun and fun and games that we have here. Just want to say thanks for all the hard work, everyone at KFS has put in the season. The season's been a blast, and I'm looking forward to a long playoff run. #Hashtag Let's Go Knicks, man. I was I was thinking we get to actually talk about some basketball here, but this is all just thanks to Knicks Film School. Listen, we're not done yet. We still have the playoffs to talk about. But I I get that, like no one's going to be in the mood to um. Whenever, they're, when they're, whenever their last playoff game is, um, something tells me we are, nobody's going to be in the mood to like throw flowers at KFS whenever it finally ends. We're going to have some substantive stuff to talk about. So I guess today is the day to do it. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. Uh, long playoff run. What defines a long playoff run? Second round, right? Big second round. As long as I get there. Dom Cappuccini, someone else I know, was kind of probably bugged that they ended the season with two straight losses. Great season, and these last three games have been meaningless. Completely agree. Last four games really have been meaningless. Well, wait, hold on. Did the Washington game mean something? I think the Washington game meant something. Um, yeah. The last three games were meaningless. Yet yeah, I help, can't help but feel concerned with the recent defensive wards from our best wing defenders. How did I know you were going to go there? Uh, not to mention Obi with more responsibility. Yeah, they're not playing. I'm not going to say they're not trying, but like this, this to me, yes, that's right. The Washington game clinched the clinched the playoff berth. So that, that meant something. Um, This has kind of been them all year or for most of the year or for a lot. Let me, not a lot. They turned their season around with defense in the, the eight game winning streak back in December. And then... Mitch went down shortly there at, Shortly after that, that winning streak ended, and then their defense blew up into smithereens. Um, for a while, when he when he went down, and then they kind of got it back, and then I feel like sometime maybe around February, I, I can't put my finger on it. We started seeing, in my estimation at least, maybe when they really started feeling the roads on offense, a little bit more selectivity about when we're going to really exert ourselves on defense and when we're just going to kind of do it like 85% of the way. Um, I don't, I, I I think your, your fears about the last three games, like you should not be concerned about the last three games and how they've defended the last three games. They were not, I mean, w- whatever they were over the last several months, 85%, 88%, whatever they were. Some significant percent below that in terms of their effort level over the last few games. And I don't blame them for that one bit um they this team has been going f- freaking hard for the whole way like think about again the fact that like part of the reason we love this team and part of the reason they're different than basically every other team in the league is they don't take nights off their individual players don't take nights off and as a team they don't take nights off so like for them to even the younger players for them to kind of not go full tilt on the defensive end for the last week of the season. I would almost be it would almost be weird if they didn't do that to me. Um but to me it's more like do they have the ability to lock in for 48 minutes against the Cavs? I think they do. Um I think they do. I, I still am a little concerned about the point of attack defense because they just they don't have that their best point of their best point of attack defender is still Quentin Grimes. And that is a second year player. You are asking him to do a lot. That's my that's more my concern than anything that happened this week.
1: Thanks, Tom. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you're like me and just don't have time for food shopping, let the groceries come to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash filmschool50 and use code filmschool50 for 15 50% off plus your first box ships free. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool50. And use code Filmschool50 for 50% off plus your first box ships free. HelloFresh,
0: America's number one meal kit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about Game Time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're gonna have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app, and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it be the Knicks' first home playoff game against Cleveland, or maybe the Rangers' first home playoff game against the Devils, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category, like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams, like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone. From left to right, and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. GameTime is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive buy tickets in a matter of seconds just two taps and you're set tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code film school for twenty dollars off your first purchase again create an account and redeem code film school for twenty dollars off download game time today Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, Kevin, what's going on, Kev?
2: Man, unfortunate the game was so close, so Rose didn't get a moment. Other than that, cool to see Ob score thirty, and Grimes finishing at thirty nine percent from three. Yeah. Um. Hey, look. I. I. I, I mean, I think Derrick Rose will be back. I don't think Derrick Rose is going to hang it up yet. Maybe he will, but we'll see. Um. As far as Grimes finishing 39% from three, that is a nice accomplishment by him. I haven't done the the um the stat head search as far as how many players second year or under have finished with, you know, X amount of made threes per I don't know if you can do it per game, you can do it per 36 minutes on whatever his percentage is. But now this is two years worth of thirty-eight plus percent shooting from him from deep. Um the defense continues to get better. But again, I was I was literally about to say the words. What an asset! No, the days of talking about Quentin Grimes as an asset those ended a long time ago. This is this is a guy who might make the difference between winning or losing their first round series. That's how important he is to this team, and that's how much they need him um, on both ends of the floor. Absolutely pivotal. I think he's up to the challenge. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate you also as uh, as as we have all year, uh, Dom. With another one, uh, also a big thanks to another great year of content. Um, God, I hope Julius is ready next weekend. Uh, either way, playoffs, hashtag we back. Just no sweep or gentleman sweep, please. I don't think they're going to get swept, and I don't think they're going to get gentleman swept. Um, and for what it's worth, for as much as I just opened the show by talking about how much they need Julius Randle, and I believe they need Julius Randle, and a healthy Julius Randle. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally shocked if they didn't have Randall for like the first couple games and they snuck out of Cleveland with a win. Wouldn't
1: wouldn't
2: I don't think that would be shocking. I think it would take man. I mean, it would take out an outstanding shooting game. It would take an outstanding shooting game from deep and it would take really unexpected big, big, big time performances from at least two of like, because I, I think I know we're going to get from Bronson. I think we're, I know we're going to get from quickly the RJ, RJ and, and Josh Hart, the RJ Grimes, Mitch, RJ quartet. I think one of two of those four would need to have like, you know, the game of their lives for them to, for them to win a game without, without Julius there, but we'll see. Thanks Tom, And thanks for also contributing all year. Because uh, you, you've also been one of, I mean, a lot, again, a lot of co MVPs. Uh, Anthony though, what's going on, Anthony? Thanks to the KFS crew for a great regular season of coverage. What are your thoughts on the Roby signing? Okay, good. We got a basketball question. Hashtag Roby Revolution, hashtag Roby Renaissance. Um, I thought it was, I mean, I think the Fred Katz reported $400,000 essentially for signing a piece of paper on the last day of the season. So to me, this is very clearly a guy that they think, at least, has a chance to be to make the roster next year. It's a non-guaranteed contract for next season. The guaranteed money was today. Today was the guarantee, and this and this is money they had. Like they're not obviously they didn't go into the, <laughs> they didn't go into the luxury tax by by giving Roby what they gave him today, um, but they did give him you know a, a substantial chunk of change for, and it's the non-guaranteed contract for next season. Um, you know, uh, a, a trade chip. Don't don't underestimate that. Uh, as a as someone that they could use if they needed to put additional salary into a trade. Although I would I would imagine it's a it's a minimum. So you're you know it's not not all that much. Uh, but I, I think he's an interesting player. You know, Benji nailed it. The guy when he shot it two years ago he was a super interesting player because he could play the five. Anytime you got a guy who could play the five and keep you honest on defense from the five and he could shoot it, then that's, I mean, that's a guy worth forget investing in. That's a worth, that's a guy worth giving minutes to. Um, if he doesn't shoot it, he's a, he's a less interesting player, but two good organizations have taken a look at him in the thunder and the spurs and said, you know, we don't see enough. Now, both of those organizations have a lot of young players that they Um, especially Oklahoma city. It felt like when he got cut by Oklahoma city, that was really like a casualty of like, they just had too many guys on the roster. The Spurs, maybe a a little bit less of an excuse there, but again, he didn't shoot it this year. So I, you know, I I don't know. Um, You know, interesting guy. I think he has a good shot of making it out of camp next year. For sure. We'll see. Thanks, Anthony. Q left blank. What's going on Q. If there was an award for best content creators for sports franchise, KFS would be a shoo-in. Thank you, man. That that means a lot. Um, And uh, again, just happy anybody listens to me. Uh, Hashtag appreciate KFS. Are we more excited to get the TNT crew or more bummed that we don't get Breen? Um, Breen's the best in the business for me. So I'm bummed that we don't get Breen. For sure. Um I I think TNT has some really good crews. I'm gonna miss Breen. I'm gonna I and I but so MSG said they're gonna have all the games. I can't imagine Breen's gonna do any of those games because he will have national obligations, but I I guess never say never. All I know is if Breen is calling any of these playoff games for MSG, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuning in. But I again it, it was weird. Like I don't remember. He did the MSG games versus Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, am I crazy? The, the MSG said it on the broadcast today. Like they will have full coverage. Like they will have all the games, unless I misread it and they're just Im- like implying pre and post game.
1: Andrew, you are muted. My bad. So what I meant, I didn't mean Cleveland. He did the, the MSG games versus Atlanta. Two years oh, ago. For, so they did broadcast the playoff games, and he if you remember that. the alley-oop to top in call. Yeah. Alec, that was that MSG was an MSG game call. that okay. Breen had. He okay. also had the call of Trey's running winner in Game One, and so then, then the it, final moments of Game Five. Yeah, so. so
2: I'll I'll be watching those games on. MSG. I'll be watching those games, yeah, for sure.
1: Not I'm not watching a playoff series with Reggie Miller as the commentary. Needless to say, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> not so much. Not if I have a choice, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Q Left Blank. Um, Sam Garcia with another one. Cleveland going to give RJ the Simmons treatment. I would, I I would play so I would play so far off of him as to, you know, what I would do when he got the ball behind the arc. I would take a step towards the rim if I was Cleveland, because what do you have to lose? You know, it, it's funny. I was looking up a stat earlier today because what you, here's what you have to lose you, you have to lose that you give give RJ Barrett a runway right you have RJ Barrett a runway to the rim okay RJ Barrett shot 59% on shots at the, in the restricted area this season i looked up a stat um i think it was yesterday i looked it up so it you know again I, I i'm all of these stats will will get updated uh you know after uh in in after today's games i don't i don't really care uh, but let me just make sure I yeah, here we go. So in the minutes that Evan Mobley and Jared Allen have shared the floor together this year for Cleveland, opponents have shot fifty-nine and a half percent in the restricted area. That number is in the fifth is excuse me, is in the ninety-eighth percentile for all five men lineups league wide. Ninety eighth percentile. So I mean, and considering the minutes that they've played together, I would goes so far as to say that there is no more heavy minutes pairing in basketball that has held opponents to a lower percentage of shots at the rim than the Mobley um than the Mobley Allen pairing. 59.5%. RJ shoots 59% at the rim. So the worst case scenario for Cleveland is you give him a runway to the rim and his normal percentage in all games is the same as Cleveland's 98th percentile percentage when they have their two bigs in the game. And oh, by the way, they're going to have their two bigs in the game for many of the times that they're going to give RJ Barrett that, that runway because he is a starter for the Knicks. And if he's start and he's got a lot of his minutes are going to come when they're both in there, which is why, again, for, for you you've just listed another reason why RJ is my biggest X factor for the series, and I'm sorry, but the the times that we've seen so so, so many times this year, where it's like uh, RJ is having an RJ half again, and then he comes back and he looks great in the second half. Guess what? That shit's not going to fly in the, against this team in the playoffs because if if you if if you have those numbers, if like because again those those bad RJ halves oftentimes they come with a lot of volume and there's like a a bunch of missed shots or passes not made or turnovers against this team who here's another quirky stat against Cleveland, Cleveland. They, they don't convert their middle of the road team. I think as far as forcing turnovers, they don't convert their turnovers to, um, to um, points all that often. But like when when they do here, I, I'm I'm butchering the stats. So I'm going to look it up before I sound like a complete idiot. But like their their points per transition attempt is like or excuse me, points per uh, attempt off of a, an opponent steal, I think, or off of a steal or off an opponent, opponent turnover. One of those two. I think it's off of a steal. Their points per attempt on those, it's like one point five nine. It's the it's either the best or the second best in the league. I think it's the best in the league. So when they steal the ball and they decide to shoot immediately off of that steal, like it's 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 essentially a, a free basket. 1.59, 1.59 points, I think was the number per um, possession. That's insane. So if you give them a runway after a steal, they are going to convert because they're very good at that. Um, and we've seen the issue. The, the Knicks have issues with the sort of thing, obviously against you know the likes of Toronto. Um, here's my point: like, I, I, I don't. He's not going to get that runway. He's not going to get the runway to go. You know, one of nine in the first half or something. And if he does, guess what? It ain't happening again because, like, Tom has the horses now. Mm-hmm. He has the horses, you know, and I said it two nights ago. Quickly, Grimes, Hart, obviously Brunson, hopefully Randall. He, all these guys could play 40 minutes, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, I'll, I'll be very curious to see what, what Cleveland does, and I'll be very curious to see how RJ responds, and I'll be very curious to see how Tibbs responds if and when it doesn't go well.